You always heard the one. Shouldn't hurt at all. You always take the sweetest rose and crush it till the petals fall. You. The kindest heart, with a hasty word you can recall. So, if I broke your heart last night, it's because I love you most. Because we're weird and smart and different doesn't mean they can feed us through their meat grinder. I'm Dan Chase. And I'm Lacey Lou. And can you feed me to your meat grinder? <laughs> <laughs> wow, I will absolutely do that. <laughs> Grindage. Yeah, yeah. What's what up, everybody? That reference? was a 90s Polly Shore reference. It was. I love it. Is that from a goofy movie? What do you know? It was from uh, Son in Law. Well, he was in Goofy Movie. Was too, he? Though. I didn't know that. Tubular, like he played Pauly Shore. Oh. All right, that's not what we're reviewing on this episode, Lacey Lou. No. <laughs> we are doing the third part of the Fear Street movies, Fear Street 1666. Yeah, wrapping up the trilogy. Now, Lacey Lou, obviously we just reviewed the other ones, and we fucking love them. I know going into this one, uh, especially because you're so vocal about your uh, disdain for the movie The Witch, <laughs> uh, it was probably the least excited we both are. And I would say for a lot of people, too, uh, period pieces tend to lose people oftentimes. Yeah, but you know what? I think this trilogy was really, really fucking smart. Yeah? Like, super smart. I think, like, so a lot of debates that we have, like, over social media and the internet yeah. is based off of personal preference, right? Totally. And the thing, the reason that I feel like this trilogy was so fucking smart is because it gave something for everybody. Somebody who likes slashers. Right. Somebody who's nostalgic for the late 70s, early 80s movies. Yep. And people who like period pieces like The Witch. Right. Like, right. those are probably the three most talked about. I mean, and you got a little bit of zombies in there, too. Oh, we'll like, everything. You know, ghosts, supernatural, witches. You Mil- got it. Milkmen that lick people. Like a weird little baby, like oh, doll yeah. thing. Oh, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. You know, um, I just feel like this had literally something for everybody. So even if you don't necessarily like like the movies collectively, right? I think there's something at least parts of it for people to enjoy. Okay, let me ask you a question. Do you think the filmmaker, which same filmmaker as the other one, uh, Lee Janik, I believe, mm-hmm. um, amazing job on this one as well. Do you think she kind of knew that going in as well? Yeah, I just think it was really freaking smart. Yeah. Um, it's very intelligent. I'm excited to see what else she comes out oh, with. Oh, yeah. And, and, you know, I've... what she can do. Obviously, she's a lover of the genre. Clearly. And, like, all genres uh, across horror. Yep, and and that's what I love about filmmakers like that. You can see 
the love of it just just bleeding through, you know, when when that scream score is just right in your face and the, it just can't be denied, and you got the Friday the Thirteenth vibes and everything, and we just found out that they shot it at the same camp as like you don't go out of your way. There's no reason for you to do that unless you're a fan and you're a diehard fan at that. She's like, I'm doing this. I'm showing everybody what I got up my sleeve. Right, and she. Banged the shit out of this. Yeah, I want to bang. Okay, uh, <laughs> so here's the thing. Part three, uh, I was probably least excited about it, but I was so surprised by the first two that if anything, I've learned that I need to be, you know, more, more open. Even if it is, yeah, uh, more open to stuff that I might not, might might not necessarily, you know, be right up. Right up my alley. Question. Yeah. Everybody knows how I feel about period pieces. How do you actually feel? So, here's the thing. I, I'm not a huge fan of them. I'm really not. I, I did enjoy The Witch um, for what it was. But, more importantly, motherfucker, I'm from Massachusetts. Like, I love Salem. I love witches. I'm all about that shit. Like, I just, I just love it. Give me a good story. And nothing else matters. And that's what this was. I, I did also enjoy that, um, you know, we could understand what these characters were saying as opposed to some other period pieces. Um, and, and I could really comprehend uh, everything that was going on. Uh, I didn't know if, um, you know, all the characters that we've seen before in the other installments playing different characters in this one would be confusing. It really wasn't. I think everybody will, it just basically picks up, like, you know, the different characters. Kind of like American Horror Story where uh, the same actors come and reprise, or uh, come back and do different roles. Yeah. Yeah. And I thought that was cool because, obviously, we watched the first two films. Yep. So we were connected to these characters at this point. Right. And to utilize them in 1666 in the olden period, or in that year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it was super smart. Yep, absolutely. And not only that, too, they did play kind of versions of their characters in the other ones, um, give or take. You know, some, obviously, uh, more than others. I really dug it. It was very atypical of a a wit story, but again, I I found it very well done. You know, um, obviously... They all go out to get fucked up in the woods. And that's another thing, too. It's like olden days, but, like, kids have been doing that shit for centuries. <laughs> like, that's just what everybody does. Like, hey, let's go get fucked up in the woods. Like, whatever. So that's what they did. And some shit goes down, and one of the guys sees um, her... Going down? Going down on the other girl. <laughs> and automatically, this episode got a five for me. Um, no, I'm just kidding. But I, I thought that, okay, like, it, it's the same kind of theme as 94 was in a lot of ways, um, you know, and I was like, okay, that, so that's kind of cool. And then they just literally just translated that into you're a witch. Like, it, it, w- it was pretty much that simple. You know, you sin, and they were looking for um, a reason why all their crops were going bad. And, you know, I think back then things were just so simple that that's what they would go to. They're like, it, it has to be a witch, you know, it has to be somebody doing this they weren't wrong uh it was just the wrong person that they went after (laughs) um i do want to say that when they um were going down or whatever (laughs) yeah yeah yeah, let's go back to that she was like no we have to stop and she's like i don't care let them burn us and then (laughs) when they find out 
and they want to, like, burn them and hang them. Yeah. Like, then they're, like, scared for the lives. What do you mean? You were just willing to die for an orgasm. Oh, <laughs> uh, baby, I'd, I'd be saying that shit, too, though, in the moment. Yeah. <laughs> I just thought it was funny. Right. <laughs> That's very indicative of, of something that I would say. Uh, but, yeah, it's it was very well done. It very much mirrored issues that still exist today. And yeah. it's just kind of awesome. Um. You know, it's funny, as I'm watching it, I'm like, okay, yeah, this is this is kind of brutal, this is different, you know, the killing of the pigs, and the dog was in the well, the poor little doggy, uh, stuff like that. I gotta say, though, um, you know, overall, the episode was, was, was serviceable, and it was, it was well done. I love that you keep calling it an episode. Well, it was. It was like, well, it is. This it's is a like, part three. This is one big movie, and we're getting to that in a second. It's um, all just one big movie. Before, well, yeah. Before we tip our hats as to where we're going with this review, which I'm sure you already know because you've probably seen this already, I want to rate the 1666 episode right now. Um, what did you think of the episode overall from front to end? I love that you're calling it an episode. Yes. <laughs> like it's throwing me off. Yes. Like, are we still recording on American Horror Story? We are. <laughs> um, you know, I, I was apprehensive about it. I remember I was texting you because you watched it downstairs and I watched it upstairs while I was working. Mm-hmm. And I literally texted you and I was just like, I wonder how long we're going to be stuck in 1666. Correct. That's <laughs> the big question. Yeah. Right. And we're all thinking there's going to be a tag on and yeah, stuff Yeah, because it's like a wraparound that. story, obviously. Totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But before we do, 1666 as a whole, that story. Yeah, no, um... I kind of felt the same way about 78. Like, it uh-huh. took a while for it to get going for yes. me. Yes, yep. Because, um, like, it was more or less kind of what we'd seen in the previous uh, 94, as you said. Agreed. And, yep. um, but I liked how they implemented that and then made it um, as opposed to, which is, you said, sin. Right. You know, I did dig that aspect of it. Yep. And that, you know, this forbidden love is what, you know, right. started this Sparked all. Sparked it all. Yeah. And... But aside from that, I was just like, okay, I don't know how I'm going to feel about this. Like, And Dina, the the main girl or yeah. whatever, she was losing her accent left and right. Oh, I know. Yeah, Did yeah, you yeah. notice that? Too? Yeah. I, <laughs> but you know what, though? I thought she was she was a lot better in this one than the other one. Yeah. And don't you think so? Yeah. In 94? Yeah. Like, yeah. I feel like um, we got she to could know hone her more. craft on this. Totally. Totally. And, yeah. Um, yeah, no, it was just like little moments. I was when she's making fun of the dude's dick or whatever, right, right. which was her boyfriend, Sam's boyfriend from '94. Oh, believe. that was. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure it was. So yeah, yeah, it, yeah, yeah. It was yeah. just clever how they did all that. But when she when right. she's making fun of his dick, like yep. she did not have that 1666 accent <laughs> anymore. <laughs> I don't even care. I know, but it was just funny. I know that that is great, and there were a lot of mirroring things. I got like Back to the Future three vibes from it. Yeah. You know, Back to the Old West. It was like it was like that, you know. You got Michael J. Fox playing a different. It just gave me those kind of vibes. You didn't overall. get a train in the middle. of... There was uh... not a train. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I also did like how you know they they were running from the townspeople, whatever. But that wasn't really it. Uh, you find out something um, else nefarious is going on, and we'll kind of get into that in a minute. Um, this will all blend together. But this episode, I probably by itself would. Would, would rate a four. Um, it was it was sitting at a three point five, but I honestly do think that the connective tissue that they kind of um, they kind of ended with uh, upped it for me. So uh, surprisingly, this episode for me is a four. 
You know, um, I think it has one of the goriest moments, if not goriest moments, in my personal opinion, um, out of all three films. Yep. Um, you know, you have the meat death kill or grinder kill in the yep. first one. The second one, you know, obviously the axe was pretty much everything that was used in that. So, right. Um, and then this one, um, am I allowed to say? Well, let's cut to the fucking chase. Yeah, right? let's do it. All right. Uh, no, that hand scene. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Just that scene alone. Like, oh, I was cringing. And man. I even, I was like, no, that didn't just fucking happen. I know. And I backed it up and rewatched it again. Oh, you sick fuck. I know, I am a sick fuck. I've seen one too many movies. <laughs> That's like. crazy. That that scene was so brutal. Yeah. It, it was good. It was well done. Absolutely. And so that's what really upped it for me. So, Absolutely. Um, I'm going to... I'm not a fan of like that type of yeah. dialect or but I really thoroughly enjoyed it, so I'm gonna go four point five. Four point five. All right. I love that I, I did not think that you were gonna like it at it, all. It to- like like it, it comes like I don't even know if I can really honestly rate it because everything like I think you have to rate it as like one piece right. after watching them all. Well, we're not that's not gonna be our final rating. I just wanted to rate that before we get into the big surprise of this fucking episode because okay. this was big for me. Now we all know that it was coming that hey they have to go back to the present time. We gotta well, go back. Well, 94, it's not present time, but we gotta go back to 94 to kind of wrap this whole story up. So. 1666 just fucking ends, and that that story is wrapped up. Boom, what pops up on the screen, baby? 94 Part 2, baby. They go so fucking right in your face with it. They're like, yeah, no, and literally go back to that same movie. It's pretty much the same fucking thing. Yeah, no, it just picks right back up, but the way that they segued into it... Oh, Perfect. Well, yeah, you got to talk about you know the villain in this, the real villain. So that okay, so uh, we alluded to it, but yeah, who chops off her hand is um, one of Sheriff Good's um, not descendants, but yeah, one of his ancestors, yes. I guess. Yeah, Solomon. Yes, and so um, technically she wasn't a witch, <laughs> you know. It was it was all just kind of um, a thing to cover up, you know, a blood sacrifice that Sheriff Good and his whole family needed to sacrifice so all the good things happen on Sunnyvale everything bad happens on shady side you know and it all starts to make sense and you're like oh okay and Sheriff Good's always been a focal point I'm like in the first one I'm like what are they doing with this guy you know they had him interact with the black dude and I'm like okay I'm like I see it like I don't really like him in the second part I thought that um, him and Jillian Jacobs, uh, C. Berman, I forget her name, was, uh, but... Catherine, I think. Yeah, so th- their relationship, I-, I thought it was really good, you know? Um, th- they did the carry thing, and-, and that'll come back later. But um, I-, I thought it was great, you know? Um, I-, I thought that he- the kid actor did a much better job than the other guy. Uh, in this one, though, setting that up, I was like, holy shit. I was like, okay, tables have definitely turned. Because one thing that they set up in this was the whole Fear Street story, and I thought it was kind of over. Maybe they would have slight variations or like a slight twist or, or something here and there, maybe a uh, unexpected death or two. But I pretty much thought that was the story. So to switch it up and then go back to 94, and I feel like they upped it for this one. I feel like they really upped it for this one. You know, that we're back at the mall, baby. Mm-hmm. They they recruit the janitor black guy from the first one. Which we're going I, home alone. And I said they were going to bring that guy back. I'm like, he's got to come back in some way, right? Yep, you get yeah. kudos for that one. They did the home alone segment, you're absolutely right, with some 
dope ass music. I mean, during that sequence, you got Bone Thugs playing in the back. He's just like, you want to go get Sheriff Good? He's just like, let me get my car. I forget, you know, it's just like so great. I was so amped for this. Um, I, was, I can tell you're still amped. I for st- it. I just watched this and I I was so preparing myself to be somewhat let down because, again, it's not really right up my alley. When 1994 Part 2 hit the fucking screen, I literally, no pun intended, got fucking goosebumps, baby. And I could hear him screaming downstairs. He goes, I was screaming. Fuck yeah! Yes! Play that fucking shit! <laughs> I did not say that. I, I felt it, but yeah, I didn't say that. <laughs> I'm so glad that they did this. Again, I feel like it was amped up. We're back at the mall um, they they really explain the story well too, uh, as far as Sheriff Good's um, family, and they all have to have one scapegoat basically every generation that that sacrifices you know for for this Fear Street fucking blob demon thing. That's blob. Demon. They, yeah, like that was a, that was random, right? I, I didn't mind it. I I thought that the CGI, if it was too much, it would have been it would have been a little much. With but all the flies. You do have she just to called it a blob they, demon. And they popped at the end like balloons yes. and confetti. <laughs> that was my favorite. It kind of reminded me a little bit. Without the blood, obviously, it kind of reminded me of um, Ready or Not. Oh, at the yeah, end. A little bit, yeah. But um I just loved it, you know, that they're, they're hatching a plan and the gates came back. You mentioned the gates, the um Oh yeah, I was like I wish they had utilized those a little bit more. I think they, they did, baby. Them. Oh my god, that was the whole yeah. plot. So they basically do the blood trail thing and 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 learn to kind of direct them and and separate them all briefly with those gates. They trap them in kind of like uh, you know, jail situation. And then, so they can have, you know, basically a one-on-one with good, and... Well, I want to back up just a minute, I'm sorry. Yeah, no. We gotta talk about Ziggy and uh, the sheriff. Right. Because, like, I feel like that was one of the best moments in there. Loved it. You know, when, when she, when they come back and she was like, no, that's not right, you know, and yeah. she's like, wait, what do you know? Yeah. And, you know, she's like, they're like, it's Sheriff Good. She's like, we need to talk. Yeah. yeah, and then you know they she sees all these flashbacks right. of them, and like it's you sad. can tell that he was really connected to her. Hundred like, percent. He really did. I think he really did have feelings for her. What do you think? Yeah, absolutely. Well, when it shows how when he revived her, mm-hmm. you know, he basically had her sister killed. Yeah. Right. I mean, her sister was killed, and so all these things happened. So it was he. No, he's a sick fuck. Did you see his fucking little? Little apartment place there, leading up at the end. From the mall. From the mall to his to his fucking house. Like that was ridiculous. That was so cool though, because I was like, I wonder like what somebody who worships Satan like like this would probably be like one of their little spots. Like it would probably be clean and like a courage thing on the foot. You know, just like psychopath shit. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I love that. I, I I did not expect that. I thought it was very eerie and and just kind of weird. But, um, no, back at the mall, uh, you get the neon fluorescent lights. It was so fucking 90s. It, uh, all the fucking killers came back. There was just so much going on at the end there. Marco Beltrami with the score again with the fucking, with, he had something that mirrored Sydney's theme and the Scream theme. theme. It was just so over the top fucking great, and I totally didn't expect that. Holy fucking shit, Lacey Will. Yeah, um, and when all the characters are coming back from the previous and they're yep. counting them down. Yep. 
And they're like, all right, so we've got, um, we have Nightwing. <laughs> and then, like, they stop counting. They're like, where's Ruby? Where's Ruby, right. You know, like, yep. and it, it's just kind of cool that they're like, we got the Milkman. Yeah. And but I, I love the Super Soakers. Super Soakers, classic, <laughs> yep. And then they pump really quickly. So, like, it was kind of a nice little, like, dig at the Super Soakers because they don't last very long. 100%. <laughs> that is a good, yeah, they literally last at, like, three squirts, yeah. three pumps. <laughs> I did like how they really didn't leave any stone unturned. They she literally went back to um, to Ruby's mother. Yeah, nurse. At um, the end, the nurse, nurse. Yeah, and it was just so like, oh wow, you know, it's just I really feel like they connected a lot of stuff, and it made for a very thick, rich, interesting story. You know, they really built. A world without trying to set up too much for the future. I felt in a lot of ways that they were leaving it all on the table. Yeah. Like even when she fucking pulled up her shirt and the Fear Street fucking books were were uh, as a vest, I was like, "You motherfucker!" <laughs> I was like, "This is so good. This is just hitting every single note and then some." You know, I'm I'm so disappointed in in a lot of things. I try and find good in them especially anthologies, because I love anthology-type stories. And, you know, this is uh, obviously one part of a three-part, you know, series yeah. of movies. Trilogy. What, whatever you want to call it. I Obviously, these are, these are movie quality. Um, I don't know. I just, I absolutely loved it. One of the best things, though, was the end when they did come out of that house. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, you see the guy fucking backing up his car. I knew exactly where they were going well, with it. Sunnyvale could right. never be touched. They're not cursed anymore. Yeah. And then you see the tree in the mall, and it's flourishing. Mm-hmm. The mall is bumping now. It's got tons of people coming in it and stuff like that. Another thing as well, too, is I, I wanted to say that at the in the end, you know, the, the kind of emo speeches that they give, the little amp-up speeches before mm-hmm. the music kicks in, those are, are always, even in sports films, which that's like, <laughs> that's like what, what it's all about, basically, you really need to bring those, and I feel like so many movies don't. Holy shit, every single one was fire, and the last one I thought was fucking great. I just thought it was so perfect that the emo-ness was balanced so much with the brutality and the sadness and the message, which is not heavy-handed, which I absolutely love. It just is. This is the world. You know, we talked about we talked about this with Jamie and Brian last night on our, uh, on our American Stories episode, which, shout out to them, we love them. That was such a fun recording. But we talked about it. Yeah, that's, lesbians live in this world. <laughs> you know, right. like, it just, ha- and, and it's not about that. It just happens to be the story. Story, and so much so that it relates to the old Sarah Fear thing. And I just, man, I had so much fun with this Lacey Lou. Shut me up. Yeah, I, I would love to. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I really enjoyed this as well. Like I said, um, I I want to watch it like cohesively, like yeah. all together. Yep. And I think, you know, this is going to make for a great addition of watching around Halloween time Fuck every year. Yes. Um, you know, if we ever do like a 24 hour marathon, uh, we're six hours of it's probably going to go to this. Yep. Yep. Um, yep. No, I thoroughly enjoyed watching this and I'm a little sad that it's over. I am super sad now. Super sad. Super soaker. I, I got to pose this question though. Are they going to make more of these? I hope so. They I have mean, to. At the end, um, the credits, there is a little end credits part. Right. And, uh, there's, uh, Dina and Sam are standing in the woods and, 
the camera pans up, and it looks like they're kind of standing in blood. Right. Um, and I was like, well, what are they going to do with this? And then, like, it goes through, like, the town and then back into the mall. Yep. And there's the, the, the evil book. Yep. You know? Well, okay, let me ask you a question. Sa- Satan's book. Now, do you think the cops left all that there? Like, for a crime scene, I think that they, yeah, they take pictures of it. Pretty sure that they remove that stuff uh, pretty much after, especially Satan's Bible. Right. <laughs> or whatever that thing was. Like, I would assume that they would move that. Uh, but I guess not, which also begs the question, because I don't really know the mythology, but so it seems like that would wrap up Fear Street in general. This isn't a place where random wacky things happen. It's because of this. So if they were to continue, yeah, they would have to do something where somebody took it. And I, I have all the faith in the world that they would think of a very smart way to bring it back and and, and do something well, with fun the with books, it. books, they were all different stories. Cool, you know? yeah. I mean, the town was cursed, right. but um, they can find a way to make the, ca- the town be cursed again. Okay, you know for something I mean? different. Yeah. Right. Um, they could do a whole different story. Like, they don't even have to acknowledge this. I thought I was so done with witches possessing people uh, in movies and But that's not what was happening here. That's not, and it was so smart, and it was, oh, man, I loved it. All right. Yeah, like, I mean, the twist, I mean, I didn't necessarily see that coming. Nope. You know, that it was. I, I had, as soon as he was talking to her in 6066 about, you know, um, my family and, and, and this, and I was like, oh, wait a minute, because he's the sheriff. That mean, and and I knew his brother was the mayor, and I was like, there it is. He made a deal with the devil to to get rich and all that, yeah. and and I was like, oh cool. I didn't see. Oh it. cool. <laughs> I didn't see that coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and I think it's really smart. And then automatically my my fear <laughs> went to. I was like, ah oh, shit. I was like, I didn't think he was the greatest actor in the first one. He was probably one of the weaker parts. Now, looking back on it, his demeanor in the first one, it's all indicative of his character to which who we find out who he is in this one. So it all makes sense. Again, I'd like to see it again, all cohesively, all kind of in a shorter time spirit. A shorter time span, time period. I will say that Fearnet dropping these a week apart. Fearnet? I did it again! <laughs> Fuck! Fear Street. Wow, we Janet, I am sorry. <laughs> I, I'm dialed into FearNet for some I reason. Guess. Wow, I'm dialed into 2006. Um, you know, I, I honestly think that they did something special here. I think that it, it was perfectly paced, and I love how they gave it a little bit of time to breathe in between episodes. I just absolutely loved it. The reason I wanted to rate that part is to kind of emphasize like how much they fucking stuck the landing with this. Um, this one for me is a five. This one is, is hands down a five. I absolutely fucking loved it. I fucking loved it too, baby. And you know what? Um, one of the cool things I think is that, you know, her name is Sarah Fear. Yeah. And I don't think anybody put together Fear and Fear Street with her name. Are you kidding me? <laughs> are, you, are, you, are you being serious right now? No, I'm kidding. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I am probably one of the dumbest people I know, and I, I even picked up on that. 
<laughs> no, it's clever. It is. Um, it's all clever. Yeah, no, I think there's a lot of, like, little fun shit that we probably missed along the way, though, honestly. Um, I'm super glad that they brought back um, how what happened to her hand. Um, right, Because, right. like, she had to put it with the body. It had to be complete. Totally. Um, I, I like his up, up, down, that, that code that he used, the contra. Mm-hmm. He said, that does work, and I remember because he said Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and that was a real code. Was it? That. Yep, yep. <laughs> Um, I also loved how they uh, kind of threw in the small little detail of who he was chatting with on the internet. Oh, the girl at the end! Yeah, and she wrote on his cast. They yeah. brought that back. That was so dope. Yeah, I yeah. thought that was cute. They had the guy trying to sell CD players out of his car. Right, and they were like... That was a little weird. <laughs> it was like a big box. What? <laughs> like, I, I get it, because he was talking to him about it in the mall, but that seemed maybe a little forced, but... Again, I didn't think about it really that much because, again, they brought back that girl, which was great. And also, too, I'm like, man, that was a little... Did they have to break the kid's arm? That's why they broke his arm, so she could write on his cast. And I thought of that, too. I was like, he's going to have a cast, and and it's going to be a scene, and and wow. You know, sometimes it's not about, you know, trying to trick people or surprise people. Um, You know that they're going to hit certain marks, but then when they do... And and they do it so fucking well. Oh man, I just I was so so pleased with this episode more more so than probably the other ones, just because it had that 1994 part two element to it, which I did not. And nobody saw that. It coming. like picks up. And it literally cool. goes right back to it, and we're there for what half hour? Oh no, 50 52 minutes, I believe. It's half the movie. Then yeah. I loved it, Lacey Lou. I fucking loved it. I said this before. I said this the last couple episodes. I feel like horror has been kind of uh, dormant for a while. Now, halfway through the year, it's really fucking picking up. I don't care whether you want to, oh, maybe not for movies. I, I don't care. Like, yeah, movie-wise, shows, everything. You can, they're all one and so the same much to content. me. There is so much content. And you best believe here at Cut to the Chase, we will be cu- podcasting on all that shit. And, uh, well, I get to rate it now. Yes, uh, rate so, it! So, the part 294, I'm going to give it a five as well. Yep. So, collectively, yes. out of, you rate it as one movie, but... Because it's basically, you know, the same story. Uh-huh. Um, what do you give it all it's together? A five. Yeah, I it's agree. A five. Like, it's a five. It's like why beat around there's the no, There's no way. You can nitpick it all day. You can find things. There's so much fucking good in it. If I could rate it higher than a five, I would. You can't rate fucking your excitement. Or if I did, it's at a fucking 12 right now. Like, I'm so happy. And, and that, to me, is more important than anything when horror kind of feels like a movement and and it has like a revitalization, I feel like that time is definitely now, especially with Halloween coming out, especially with Candyman coming out, especially with fucking Scream coming out at the beginning of next year, I feel like, man, I don't know if it has to do with the pandemic, but maybe, I don't know, in a, in a sick way, like that in a lot of ways made... Uh, content a lot better. I don't know if they had more time to write it, if if re-edits or whatever. Anything. I don't and know. This, I think this is definitely the surprise of the year for everybody because nobody expected it. And I think because of the pandemic, because we didn't get anything for so long, now we're getting all this good content in such a short uh, time frame. I think it's uh, that's even better. And you know what? Yeah. Something that you didn't mention. What, baby? But we'll be covering as well. Yeah? Uh, the Chucky TV series trailer just dropped. I was so excited to get into the review. We were supposed to do that before. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, we'll just hack it on here at the end. Let's do it. We're going to do... We haven't watched this yet. Yeah. So we're going to do our live reactions as we watch it. Let's do it. All right. 
Ready? Is Andy Barclay in it? He is. Is he? Yes. USA and Sci-Fi. Nope, he's at a garage sale. <laughs> nope, that kid's fucked. Oh, oh wow. He looks great. Is that it? Okay. See, I, I like that. Yeah. Um, very quick. Uh, that looks phenomenal. Holy shit. It looks old school. It looks like, you know, what he looked like in part two. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's a teaser trailer. Teasers are very hard to get an idea. Especially for a TV show. Of the feel for it. But how that looks. Like, the look of it. Holy shit. Cine- it looks very cinematic. You said that, well, yeah, it's, it's you know, Don Mancini's doing it, so. Don Mancini, Sci-Fi, USA. It's a, yeah, it's U- going to air on both networks. USA, I don't know how involved um, they are in it, but obviously, like, they've made some incredible content, and they've come back from the, from the olden days in the early 90s of, you know, really just bringing out kind of content that, that pushes the envelope. This is kind of an odd choice. For USA to pick up. Right. But I love that. You know, I, I hope they tread new ground in it. I hope it's violent as fuck. Me and too. I hope they kill Andy Barclay. Would you stop? <laughs> well, I mean, if people are saying kill Sidney Prescott, then I think it's That's fair what for I'm you saying. to say that as he well. Had his, he had his chance last time in the last movie, and he failed miserably. I, I wonder if they're going to... Chucky locked him in a jail cell. N- <laughs> Didn't he? locked him in a mental institution. Same thing. By the way, I'll say it for the 15th time. A quick way not to get put into the mental institution is to go up to the security guard and punch him in the face. They're not going to just put you in a mental institution. That particular one right then and there. <laughs> They're going to fucking call the police and arrest your ass. So um, good job, Andy. Yeah, no, I'm curious to see how uh, he got out of that padded room. Right, exactly, right? <laughs> well, this was a lot of fun, Dan Shane. This was, baby. I am so excited. We got We got some more great content coming up, too. You got a bunch of interviews about to drop. Yep. <laughs> Care to elaborate on that? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm a little bit tired. You've done 47 podcasts in uh, 24 hours. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I, I have uh, the Velocity Pastor yes. director writer uh, Brendan Steer. Yep. I have Kevin Patrick Murphy yep. um, from the Nest. I have um, James Harbison, uh, the writer author of. A Disgusting Supermarket of Death. Yep. Um, I have some other really fun ones, but I'm going to save those for now. Absolutely, Lacey Wu. Well, from everybody here at Cut to the Chase, first of all, we thank you, Lacey Wu, for crushing it with all this content. And I love you so very much. Oh, and you look very beautiful to... today. Oh, with my Dunder Mifflin shirt? Yes. <laughs> Dunder Mifflin. This is Pam. No, this is Lou. <laughs> uh, yes, for everybody who's been a part of this one, I'm Lacey Lou. And I'm Dan Chase. And bye. Peace. Gotta keep them separated.
overrated. Separated. Separated. 